0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Village Church Q&A. I'm Amanda, and I'm here with Pastor Michael, and we've got a heavy topic today. Mm-hmm. The question that we're going to be answering is, why do failures by Christian leaders hurt so bad?
1: Yeah, and like in the Chicago area, we've we've just, we've had some issues.
0: We've had our rounds, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. In fact, um, just to give you like a what this looks like on the ground, when I talk to my pastor buddies all over the country, they have a very hard time comprehending the level of distrust toward like pastors but this is not like the non-christian world like we know everywhere there's a general skepticism of non-christians to pastors and christians we all you know all the shenanigans on tv but uh, what we're talking about actually is in the chicago area is there are a whole bunch of christians solid believing mature faithful christians um, who have been really hurt and their trust toward pastors is it's very hard to get um, and so, so you're saying
0: it, it's different nationally
1: for sure. Uh, uh this region, um, uh, so we're hiring a handful of positions at the time of this recording and everybody I talk to that makes it kind of past the, like, you know, some of the first, um, levels here of, of interviewing. We have to, I have to have a pretty candid conversation and say like pastoral ministry here, um, we're just as much as we're bringing the gospel and we're making disciples. Part of the unique needs of this area is to see healing, Happen, and so this is why um, we have like like one-liners like bad systems hurt people, um, mm-hmm. healthy systems heal people. Mm-hmm. Um, little things, the way we do things, can either grow or decrease trust. And and so um, I would I would safely guesstimate guesstimate whatever the word is
0: sure
1: half of our church adults um, have broken relationships with pastors and are relearning to trust again. There was like an innocence that they had with a former leader, spiritual leader, pastor in their life and um, that innocence was shattered mm. and uh, it had a really devastating impact. Um, so let me let me give some vocabulary because when you have a pain and you don't know how to diagnose where it came from and why it's there, it's really annoying. Yeah. And when you don't know why it's happening, you don't necessarily know how to address it because nobody wants to walk around wounded for the next five, 10 years of their life and not kind of understand like why this thing hurts so yeah. bad. Yeah so um if you've been around village church you've heard me in the pulpit say the three greatest wounds a person can experience are dad wounds sex wounds and church wounds so there's a process that people go through when they hear this the first thing is huh and then they start challenging it in their head but what about but what about but what about and then they go huh actually i think that might be true. Now we're talking about soul wounds. We're talking about deep emotions. We're not talking about physical stuff. And and it's interesting because um, I've spent a lot of time processing through um, our church, bringing their dad wounds, sex wounds, and church wounds um, to our community. And they're trying to cope and process through all of that. But so many people didn't even know they were working through it. They're just, they're hurt. They're Mm -hmm. bitter. They're angry. They have an edge. They don't trust. um, They don't connect very easily. There's all these symptoms around this right but there are actual core reasons why and so um spent a lot of time processing through it and um what we came to is this and this is this is theologically and biblically made sense of everything when anything that reflects the gospel or the nature of god um, any any one of these things in creation when we violate those things or when they're violated um they have the ability to do so much more damage to our soul. So if something is created by God to um, reflect and show us the gospel um, or to reflect and show us his nature and character, um, when those things are broken, it hurts us internally, spiritually, exponentially more than just other things, right? So for example, when God created dads, like like God designed fatherhood, he designed motherhood, he designed all of these things. And when God designed dads, um there is a unique power he bestowed upon a father so that when a father is absent from someone's life mm-hmm. that's one degree of 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 difficulty but when the father is abusive the pain is exponential mm-hmm. the soul wounds are deep right mm-hmm. and kids and and young boys and young girls grow up and they spend the the rest of their lives trying to recover and Fill the void that is left. I mean, it's one thing to have absence, it's another thing to have rejection, and it's another thing to have abuse. And mm-hmm. when you just pile the stuff on,
0: yeah. it
1: creates. Unbelievable. Soul damage. Yep. Fathers um, are responsible for um, identity, sex identity, gender identity, all this stuff. Yep. Dads are so pivotal. They're not the only factor, but they were a major factor in these basic human spiritual, biological, developmental things. Yeah. And, um, and they're creating for us our God concept, our default God concept. God did all of this. He made all of this to function yep, this way we
0: were in his image made in their his image
1: absolutely and part of the, it's physical mm. it's spiritual it's relational it's emotional it's psychological it's sexual all of this is made in his image and fatherhood is one of those things that has an unbelievable power to it for good or for bad um, take this a, a, a next level here now we have sexual wounds and um, why did God design this and so we see that sexuality um, is incredibly powerful Paul, the apostle Paul says all other sins are outside of the body it has a, a unique power to it um, at the same time in marriage when a man and woman come together it represents the union of Christ in his church um, so it is a real powerful spiritual experience um, that is symbolizing um, the joy and the, yeah, the awesome joy of what it means to be united with Christ. And mm-hmm. so is God designed sexuality, he created it to be the most powerful force inside of the human body um, that propels men and women to do the dumbest things on the planet yeah. or the greatest, you know, it's like, it has the power so of true. life and death and mm-hmm. emotionally and physically and spiritually all bound up in this. And it's interesting because the, the principle is whatever delight you find in it, Union with Christ, when you get to heaven, um, will be better. God infused deep pleasure into that as, yes, a physical experience that is real and tangible and brings together marriage, right? But also as a shadow Mm -hmm. of something that is better. The shadow is never as great as the substance casting the shadow. And so you see this inherent power infused into sexuality. And let's take this to spiritual leaders. Um, God has created pastors and spiritual leaders to be under shepherds we as pastors lead a local church in behalf of Jesus. So he's the senior pastor. We're all associate pastors, A big right?
0: responsibility though, too.
1: Right. And with this, people, I don't think it has been talked about as much in the evangelical church, um, but this position has an unbelievable amount of spiritual power imbued into it. The power to do great good, but also the power to do great harm and damage. So what we watched happen is um, we had a handful of large churches and a bunch of small churches um, all at the same time in this area, um, all experienced pastoral failures, and people were shocked mm. that it spiraled them. Um, we would have people who um, would be really just super mature, solid, fa- I mean, Christians their whole lives just love the Lord, so hurt that it would be like a two to three or four year recovery oh, multiple period
0: years. Yep.
1: just to get back to normal.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: so when you start watching this happen over and over and over again, you start realizing that there is a power to do great harm or great good in spiritual leadership. And so we just kind of step back and say, dad wounds, sex wounds, church wounds. And when you find yourself, I mean, imagine, right, when you have a, a child who is a pastor's kid with sexual abuse in the context of a church imagine the trifecta
0: yeah um,
1: so when you have those circumstances and they are they have had they're very small but they've happened um you were talking about a devastated child yeah and it, it it's with them forever
0: and you, then community when it all comes out
1: Ooh. i mean it's, yeah. it's it's yeah and now i want to i want to pull back and say one big thing because if you're maybe you're not from the evangelical church whatever and you see these big failures and there's a handful of them um, the vast majority of pastors, I'm going to say like 98 or 99% of pastors are not going to fail like this. Yeah, You do have a lot of pastors who leave the ministry. You might have a pastor move to church. Sometimes pastors get in trouble, but
0: um and it's the yeah. ones that everybody knows about it ironically is, enough it's it the ones with big congregations that seem to fall so hard so fast yep. and
1: but if if you were to take the few thousand mega churches in america the vast majority, majority. of them are faithful good men
0: yeah okay uh,
1: they're leading really well and yeah. they also have followed other faithful good men
0: mm-hmm. who have
1: done really really well and they have a whole bunch of pastors around them and elders yeah. that are doing a really good job yeah. And, um, and so it's easy to forget that this isn't the majority, but when you lead a big church and you fail, the impact is really huge. Yeah. Now what, where, where the failure is, um, we'll say compounded, uh, is when the leader, okay. So let's say, let's say you're a dad and, uh, you are rejecting your kids. You move out of the house and you abandon them and they're stuck to be raised with their mom. Right if the dad can come in and repent the damage is there but it can be mitigated and and healing can happen so much faster
0: yeah the second repentance enters the picture yes yeah
1: and um, when there are sexual violations um in in our context people don't often repent because they're afraid of going to jail right Mm. so but when you have a sexual violation um, and there is justice done to the person, right? That's huge when you watch justice before your eyes. Yeah. But you match justice with repentance. The human heart, when there is when, when they see their leaders or those who have power over them, own and repent, it's powerful and it's healing.
0: Yeah.
1: Now what happens in churches, it is rare, and it's really sad to me, um, it is rare when you have a disqualified pastor who's done dumb things, that they have the humility to own it
0: correct and so then everybody is left in this limbo of like did they do it did Did they they not do it and that's what i think also delays the healing because year after year you're like what's the conclusion they're not they're still not agreeing the the victim and and the person you know that's being accused is still not on the same page and that makes it hard for everybody to move on
1: yep absolutely so i mean we come back to this question like why do failures hurt well anytime you have something that God created to image the gospel or himself. Anytime we abuse those things, the, the impact is going to be so much greater. So there are some basic things. For example, um, I have a simple protocol. I don't have to think. If I am disqualified or accused, I follow the protocol. Boom, right away. No mm-hmm. questions asked. I don't have to use my emotions. It's done, right? Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately most pastors don't have the protocol they don't they're not prepared for it Mm. and what got them to that place in the first place sort of prevents humility Mm. you know and it really takes a lot of humility to stand up sometimes in front of thousands of people and say i was wrong i sinned yeah i'm going to resign i'm not taking your money and i'm going to i'm going to pursue healing and i'm going to do it in a way that honors all of you and um, some of you I need to have face-to-face with a mediator and I, I need to listen and I need to own what mm-hmm. I've done. Mm-hmm. And um, until I'm done with this process, until every single one of you has had the opportunity to experience healing, I'm not done. Yeah. But that's the weight of leadership. You know, It's extreme ownership. But that is a missing component, particularly the bigger the organization, um, often the less humility. And that's mm. devastating.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I think what is like, really interesting is talking about how it's so normal for you to get therapy when you have a dad wound. It's so normal Mm -hmm. when you have a sexual wound, adding like the spiritual leader, um, it just, I think it could help a lot of people move on a lot quicker if we knew this is, it is devastating and you do need help sometimes to get back to where the Lord wants you in participating in the Christian community and getting back.
1: We had a, we did, I don't know if you were part of it. Were you part of our Overcoming Church hurt? Um it was it class we did. Um, oh, I
0: remember ago. when it was going. I yep. remember when you had it.
1: It was private, it wasn't recorded. There was no fluff and frills. If you had
0: Church Hurts, you were supposed to come, yeah. yes. And,
1: and actually, almost the first one we did, almost everybody was from outside of the church.
0: Hmm. And um, that was a really hard time was, for, for our the, area. The whole
1: area, it, yeah. we did two of them. Both of them were packed, over a hundred people. Hmm. So we had a time though at the end where, um, We taught, we worshiped together, we prayed together. We had a time where everybody just kind of held hands and there was just a time of actual personal confession for bitterness Mm. because bitterness is what happens when you don't deal with it, right? Yeah.
0: So let's just be clear. What he's talking about is our church had a class Mm. for anybody that had church hurts and wanted to wrestle through that and... And it was like a step towards healing. Yeah, totally. You know?
1: And part of it was praying for the people who had hurt us. Part of it yeah. was if we had let bitterness come in to own that. Part of it was just praying for each other and encouraging each other. It was a whole lot, a lot of parts of it. But the yeah. it will probably go down as one of the most um, emotional, impactful nights I've been a part of because uh, the some of the most. Vulnerable. I mean, these people didn't even know each other, and a lot of them knew each other, but yeah. they don't. You know, but, but
0: they had a common yeah. thread. Yeah. You well, know, I remember
1: one person. Um, and we didn't ask for it; they just repented over their bitterness,
0: mm. and then
1: for like five or six minutes, people just kept repenting. Mm. And it was interesting how, um, when we're wounded, we often sin in response.
0: Yes, and You're like, ouch, we, that hurts. Yes,
1: punch yeah, it, you know, right, and we justify it because well, you don't know what it's like to be me. But it was interesting watching mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit bring. The repentance like I don't I don't want to become the person in a different way even to yeah. a degree of that yeah like and and so I I just I, I watched vividly um, the opportunity to create spaces for healing and mm. it was really powerful but that I was I learned a really important lesson all that unless you choose to pursue healing and to give this to the Lord and to think biblically Um, It's really hard to do that because people don't have the category for spiritual healing. Like we know with our dads, we know when we're violated Yep. but we we don't apply it here. And it's,
0: yeah, we, we have a response. There is responsibility on our end to take some initiative and dismantle what Satan is trying to do altogether. Yeah.
1: That's like a whole nother podcast. How does Mm. Satan use church hurt to to deceive me? But that's another day. Another question. Another,
0: another day. Um, Next time we're going to be answering the question, what happens Mm -hmm. one minute after I die?